Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, John June. It is Monday evening. September 19th, 2022, an hour before kickoff, about an hour before kickoff of the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. And of course, got my guy, Greg Penniman with me. Greg, what's good, man? Come on, baby. Greg, we can hear you. Yes, sir. I'm here. What's good? You, well, you, th- you thought we lost you for a minute? <laughs> I know. I was like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I mean, it's not so much to talk about. Bad, bad week, man. The struggle. Struggling week. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I was just saying on the surface, it felt like if you didn't have anyone from that Dolphins-Ravens game, Aaron Jones and Gary Wilson, it was it was rough out here in these streets. So, uh, But, uh, you know, we, we got two good, two good games tonight. Hopefully, I can redeem myself and get some Monday Night Miracles. I, look, man, uh, I know I definitely need a Monday Night Miracle and in, in, in one of my my uh, my leagues with my college buddies. I definitely need a Monday Night Miracle in that. I, I told you the situation, Greg. I'm, I'm down 72 points. It's a super flex league. He has Jalen Hurts left. And I've got Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Dallas Goddard. So I'm hoping I can make up this, this deficit here, but we'll see. Uh, definitely having... Those 31 points from Garrett Wilson on my bench, that definitely hurts. Uh, but if you uh if you're not if you're not into it, if you're not hip with what's going on on the fantasy football <laughs> diagnostics podcast, then you wouldn't you wouldn't know that today is Monday and we do our week we our weekly recap. So we're gonna recap the week that was thus far. Obviously, we're not gonna talk about Monday night football today. Um, but you know, definitely if you are listening for the first time or aren't whatever is your is your gist here just make sure you subscribe make sure you comment make sure you like do all that 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 good stuff helps the show out helps helps us out so you know we would definitely appreciate that and then if you are a long-time listener and you're you know you open this up on your podcast whether you're listening to apple podcast spotify google play wherever you're listening uh, or watching because we are live now twitter sure. youtube twitch you know, we can play Where's Greg, and today he's recording from his, we'll call it his usual spot, like this is home base. Probably the one up, or like, of all the locations as far as one, like, the most by, like, one. Yeah. By one. Okay, yeah. yeah. We I, got to I like to divvy it out, you know. I'm like, a, I'm like Josh Allen, you know. I like to give it to multiple receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to go Patrick Mahomes with that analogy Oh, yeah, true, there. Patty. Yeah, true. You're right, you're right. Poor subject in the fantasy <laughs> world right now. Uh, but let's get into it. I mean, I was gonna say before that you would would have realized if you have listened to this for you know been listening to us that we kind of switched up the show title. It's not the studs and the jags anymore, it's the swags and the jacks. Swags and jacks. So let's get into these quarterback swags. And obviously, if you didn't know a jag is just the guy, and we'll get into that a little bit later because there was a few of them. And the number one quarterback on the week, the first quarterback swag is Lamarvelous himself, Lamar Jackson, 21 of 29, 
318 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. That's two weeks in a row. He's gone. He's gone three. He's gone three passing touchdowns. Also added though, which he didn't have last week, the 119 rushing yards and a touchdown. So, um, 42.6 points in mm. PPR scoring leagues. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Lamar? Not surprised. I mean, contract year. I was hoping that they didn't get that done because he's on revenge tour. I mean, everyone's now saying pay this man. I mean, this man should have been paid a long time ago. Uh, the value he brings with his legs and his arm. And again, he just keeps getting better and better passing wise. Uh, and then one of those special 72 yard rushing plays when he's just gone, um, like a F1 formula race car, it's over. There's nothing you can do about it. Just just go home. I mean, can't believe they didn't get the dub. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that game was absolutely wild. Um, one of the craziest games of the weekend. Um, he was, yeah, Lamar was everything you would want him to be in this game. I mean, he was perfect. Um, the Dolphins just made more plays uh, near the end. So, absurd game. But speaking of this game, the second quarterback on the week, I'm sure some of we're going to talk about a little bit later, Greg, but Tua Tungavailoa, 36 of 50. 469 passing yards, six touchdowns, two Jeez. interceptions, uh, one rushing yard, 38.86 points. I mean, that's the beauty of Lamar, though. It's crazy, right? Like, Tua could throw six touchdowns and Lamar still finishes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Tua coming in here. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Tua? Yeah, the leader in passing yards for uh, in the NFL right now. I mean, yeah, huge game for him. Uh, he's my breakout quarterback of the year. So definitely, uh, this is definitely his coming out game of his his entire career. Best game of his career, most like you know box office putting up numbers game. So it's good for him. And you know, Waddle and Tyree Kill got everyone involved. Kaseki, yeah, he he has a lot of lot of weapons now. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely too was you know coming out party. I mean. Before, I think it was the Chiefs game that everybody used to point to, and he had a phenomenal like first half as a rookie. But this game, I mean, it had everything. Uh, you had to come back from – I think they were down 21 points. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to have the big yardage total with the, with the big touchdown total, this wasn't like, you know, oh, Tua is – along for the ride like no Tua was driving a bus right like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely like to see that I mean 50 pass attempts that's not going to happen every week the negative game script definitely had a lot to do with that but he's definitely I mean I I have been down on Tua definitely at times you know throughout his young career uh but this was a, a game that makes you think that you know he has this kind of upside like I'm curious to see what this Bills Chiefs or this sorry Bills Chiefs. I'm curious to see what this Bills Dolphins game looks like whenever it happens. I'm not even sure, but I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, speaking of coming back, the QB three on the week, Carson Wentz. And I say coming back because he finished 30 of 46, 337 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, two rushing yards for 23, two or two attempts for 23 rushing yards. 27.78 fantasy points. And I say come back because not only did he attempt to come back in the game, but he attempted to come back in his fantasy production as well. Because I was looking yeah. at how, at one point my man had like three points, 
And it was, I don't know, the third quarter, or it was the fourth quarter. I don't know what it was. But then you just blink, and he finishes the QB3 thus far. I mean, there's still, you know, Josh Allen hasn't played yet. Jalen Hurts hasn't played yet. Kirk Cousins hasn't played yet. So there's still an opportunity here for Carson Wentz and the rest of these guys to get bumped down. But the overall, you, you didn't lose your matchup because of Carson Wentz this week. So, Greg, I know he was – your stream of the week, and uh, that's definitely a great, great play by you there. Sir. Yeah, no, I did. wasn't looking good. Uh, that was one of those performances you shouldn't have watched the game, but he got the fantasy points uh, in the end. Um, comeback mode really forced him to put up some numbers, so that was uh, good by them. And, you know, congrats on Detroit getting that win, though, too, for, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good performance. I think uh, a guy especially, I mean, I know in our – no predicament. We did it because we thought we had a better matchup than Trey Lance, and Trey Lance just ended the season in the second drive. So now we're we're forced to keep him for <laughs> seasons. It seems like. Yeah, Trey Lance uh, suffering a fractured ankle, which that's obviously terrible news there. And you know, that's my breakout quarterback and somebody that I. You know, it's it's rough because like we didn't even through two weeks like didn't even like we had the rain game last week and then this week it was yeah. supposed to be a lot of rain and we're like hey you anything know, play him you know there's some guys with some better matchups things like that um so it's like you don't even get to see what Trey Lance really was you know yep. and so Jimmy G's gonna come in and um basically do what he did last year which is lead this Niners team you know to a playoff run yep. so um interesting thing that came up was I was going to text you about like, oh man, see, we should have kept Carson Lance, <laughs> we should have kept Trey Lance, but then I remember the old <laughs> advice last Monday, which was it's still, it like, let the game play out what these quarterbacks, because you don't know how it's going to Yeah, so, crazy. Uh, and then the Trey Lance thing happened, so yeah, definitely unfortunate. But rounding out this top 12 here, Greg, uh, Joe Flacco, QB4, Jared Goff to QB five, Kyler Murray. That what it QB oh, just oh, what? QB six. Like that. That game was crazy too. It was wild. Uh, Justin Herbert played on Thursday. This QB seven. Derek Carr eight. Uh, that was my start of the week. Der- uh, Matthew Stafford nine. Trevor Lawrence ten. Patrick Mahomes eleven. And then Jimmy Garoppolo mustering up a quarterback one finish. Uh, granted, again, these guys haven't played. Your thoughts here on the top twelve, and you know any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there, Greg? I mean, it was it was kind of kind of weak this week for sure. I mean, uh, besides like the top two getting forty and forty, and then you know once getting that QB three, that was that was good. Um, like Herbert getting there with uh, fractured ribs, so that was nice. And then yeah, Jimmy G is pretty impressive for him to just come right in and fall into a QB one performance. Uh, you know he this he was he's there once again, the Superman, Clark Kent to the rescue. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely coming to the rescue there. Um, you know, guys that stick out, I, Jared Goff doing it in a win. Like, I mean, granted, the that matchup nice. looked good, but just to see him do it in a win and, like, the, the large point total, four passing touchdowns, uh, obviously we'll talk about somebody a little bit later as well. But, um, you know, I think that's really yeah. it's really it that sticks out. I, Kyler Murray scares me, man. He really does. Yeah. 
Yeah, he should be for where you drafted him for where we kind of predicted him. Uh, he should be falling into safer, more safer QB one performances. Uh, like if he didn't get that last drive, the crazy two point conversion, then the the other one as well. Yeah, it would have been the catch to AJ Green, which wasn't a catch. And yeah, that was so it was <laughs> it was a lot of quick plays that could have swung his way and made it a single digit day. Yeah, I mean, like. I was low on Kyler Murray coming into the year than consensus. Like heck, I think I had him as my QB eight coming into the season. And in one of my leagues, I just it's an auction league, and I like to play, you know, price police. So I I ended up with Kyler Murray, and through two weeks, I've been underwhelmed with like his performances. Yeah. He gets the Chiefs the week one in a high total, and you know, but one and then this week he ends up you know in a game against the Raiders, what's another high total, but. Again, like you like you said, all the things he needed to do just to muster up this performance was abs- like that's you can't rely on that week no, to week. No. It's it's not sustainable. And there's also like, you know, he doesn't get he doesn't want to get hurt, or like do they do they not want him to get hurt? Like, you know, is that something that's coming in? You know, that's obviously something that's we always have to consider as fancy managers, like Kyler Murray has that injury history. So like I don't know, maybe I might use this game and try to like flip Kyler Murray for, for something. And, you know, I don't know if a one quarterback league, if you can, if you can flip Kyler Murray and upgrade at other spots, and then maybe you pick up a two off waivers or something like that and stream the position. Like I, I, it's just a thought. Yeah. Based on where his value is, but he could also, all of this could change when DeAndre Hopkins gets back like this. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but let's talk about some Jags because there's a few of them. Um, starting on my quarterback start of the week, Matt Ryan. That was that. I mean, when Michael Pittman or my quarterback stream of the week, when Michael Pittman went out like an hour after we 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 finished recording, like that was terrible. Um, terrible. I like Matt Ryan was not going to have the best day, um, but some higher profile guys that you were probably banking on, uh, Tom Brady, who. I know oh, we nah we knew that we said not to play him, but yeah, was, people somebody <laughs> out there was like, but it's Tom Brady, <laughs> right? He so got the window. He got his first win against the Saints. No, which got on the Tampa. Which, well, I, I I don't I think you picked the Saints, but I picked I picked Tampa Bay. I thought they would win. I wasn't. It was a three three game going into the fourth. So like, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that part I knew. But uh, yeah, no, nah, this it was bad, and and it's it seems like it. I mean, I don't know, it could get worse. But anyway, Russell Wilson is another. Nah, that's concerning. He's that's concerning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Seattle and then Houston. Like those are two layups that should be like not impressive defense at all. I mean, the favorite in both. It's a home matchup. Uh, I mean, Judy went out early in the game, but I still think you can muster up more than. 12.6 points, 12.06 points. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's been bad. I mean, and, you know, <laughs> you know what this is going to lead to in another league, Greg. So. Captain Kirk time every time, yo. <laughs> Fire off the captain. <laughs> so just people that don't know, Greg and I, we co-manage quite a few leagues, but we co-manage this one league where we drafted Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. And I, you know, I, I've been on the, the Russell Wilson bandwagon. I pretty much felt like me and Greg been up there as the lead drummers. <laughs> and 
but I've also been the leader of the, the Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You're you're right, and you're the you're the co-captain for sure. <laughs> the co-captain, the Captain Kirk, absolutely. The Captain Kirk, it. yeah. Um, and we it, we also have Justin Jefferson on the, on that team, so it's like, hey, there's this incentive here to stack Kirk Cousins with with uh, Justin Jefferson, but you know we haven't done that these last two weeks. But we're gonna do it in week three. I have a strong feeling that it'll be done in week three. <laughs> Oh, all right, let's move on to the running back swags and the number one running back on the week who happens to be on that team that we were just discussing. That's why we're 2-0. and oh. I mean, reason, we, we've been able to, you know, take some hits. Yes, Because we got definitely. studs like this. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 17 carries, 80. Or it's Justin Jefferson. Wow. Justin Jefferson on the brain. Man's on the wall. He's crazy. on my brain. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 87 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Three targets, three receptions, 26 receiving yards, 32.3 PPR points. I had never been so happy to watch a, a, a running back score against the Jets, not because he was on our fantasy team, because of what it led to on that third touchdown. But, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Nick Chubb? Yeah, Nick Chubb balling. I mean, yeah, the third touchdown was nice. The third touchdown probably led to the comeback, too. But, uh, yeah, 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 it was definitely a good, great performance by Nick Chubb, one of the best pure rushes in the league. Um yeah, you love to see one of these performances from him. Yeah, I mean, this was I, I, I pretty much chalked watching the Jets Brown games, Browns game as a win in my mind. Like not a win because we were gonna win the game or anything. Like chalked it up as a win for me to watch a football game like this on Sunday, because I got to watch the Jets, who obviously you got you guys know my favorite team. And then I get to watch Nick Chubb, who's one of my favorite football players yeah. in the NFL. So, like you said, one of the best pure rushers in the league. Uh, it's he's the way he runs is just it's so fun because he runs yeah. with power, but he also runs with a little bit of finesse. And he's got this speed once he gets to the open field. And it's just it's awesome to watch, you know, on a down and down basis. And the, the three touchdowns was huge. Um, the RB2 on the week, though, comeback season, Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 132 rushing yards, a touchdown. Added three catches, three targets, 38 receiving yards, and another touchdown. I was watching. I was going against Aaron Jones. I mean, I mm. did also had Aaron Jones. This is what happens when you're like a million leagues, right? You yeah. have a player. You're also going against that player. Going against Aaron Jones in one of my leagues, and it just seemed like the Bears could never stop him. Like, every time no, he no. got the ball, they just they could not stop him, like, at all. Yeah, it seemed like he was averaging, like, 10 yards a carry because for, for, he was just getting a first down every time he touched the ball. Um, yeah, it was a, a great solution to last week. I think the game plan, not trust the receivers. Let's uh, get it to Aaron Jones. Let's trust the run game and Sammy Watkins. Uh, and yeah, Allen's are a little, still a little banged up. So definitely rely on these running backs. Yeah, definitely. Um, the RB three on the week, I think took one, I took one on the chin here for sure. Tony Pollard, nine, nine carries, 43 yards and a touchdown added four receptions on seven targets and 55 receiving yards. That was 19.8 PPR points there. Um, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Tony Pollard? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like slowly but surely it's just a turn of uh, changing of the guard. I mean, he's turning into the the RB1 for Dallas uh, over Zeke. Uh, he looks more productive. I mean, Zeke did look pretty solid in the first game, but I think the PPR value, Pollard is the guy you, you kind of want. Um, he's 
think the better receiver running back right now, and um, especially if they're in the competitive games and two-minute drills and stuff like that, Pollard's going to get his opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think, obviously, like, um, Zeke is st- Zeke is still, like, the RB1 in terms of, like, the touches and the opportunities. I think that what happens, though, is Zeke, especially in, in this non-Dak Prescott-led offense, like, it becomes very predictable, like, what you're trying to do with Zeke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not – you don't want to throw – you're not you're not lining up Zeke back there to, to throw the ball. No. 30 plus times you're lining up there to run to run the football so they're going to force you to try to you know to to they're going to try to um you know stack the box and force you to to pass on the outside and you know sometimes it helps to get a player like tony pollard out there who can do multiple things and is more versatile player in terms of what he's able to do in space and so um it's going to be rough for 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 zeke you know during this time when when dak prescott's out and you know, it's definitely um, something to to monitor as the year goes. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. Really, is yeah. it right? Like, you if you sell Zeke, you're selling low. Yeah. And so all you can do is just hope that Dak comes back sooner than later. Because when Dak was back week one, like it was clear, like Zeke was still Zeke. Like he was average. Yeah. He averaged five over five yards of carry against a good Tampa Bay rush defense. But uh, Dallas just didn't. They got game scripted out. So uh, we're talking about running back. Jack, or we're talking about running back. Um, about Tony Pollard, but we feel like we just ended up talking about Zeke. Um, but let's finish talking about these running back swags. And rounding out this top 12 here, we got Austin Eckler at four, Christian McCaffrey five, Damian Harris tying with six for uh, with DeAndre Swift, and uh, James Robinson coming in at eighth, Clyde Edwards-Alaire not, uh, tie, also tying with uh, James Robinson at eight. And then you had David Montgomery, uh, 10, Daryl Williams, 11, and then Najee Harris coming in at the RB12. That one, that's I'm going to hit that. I'm taking a hit on the chip for that one, too. Greg, your thoughts on any top 12 performances here? Uh, I'd like to see James Robinson continue to be a consistent, um, a great value where he was drafted, uh, especially for ADP and guys taking Travis TN. Definitely swinging the air right now. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> David, David Montgomery, uh, good performance to get in the RB1. Um, good bounce back week. Uh, yeah, so it was good performances from them. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, definitely great performances by, you know, DeAndre Swift. That That's the one for me. You know, five catches, oh, 56 yeah. or five, five rush attempts for 56 receive or 56 rushing yards two receptions on five targets for 31 yards of receiving touchdown. That that receiving touchdown was everything too. Like yeah, yeah, my man yeah. is on the floor, gets up, jukes this <laughs> crap out of this one dude, hits hits the, you know, immediately runs to the other corner of the sideline. Um it was just he's special, man. It really he's he he's so he's so fun to watch. Like that he running is. back class between him and JT and I'm definitely missing someone, Clyde, but he's Clyde. Uh, James Robinson was in that class. Like it was, I think Antonio Gibson was in that class. Very good, very good running back class. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, oh, Greg, Greg, not you, Greg. Sorry, Greg, Greg. Trimankin. Sorry, Greg, if I butchered your name. Blockbuster trade offer. Don't know what to do. Kamara, A. Rob, and Elijah Moore. Or Mike Evans, Kittle, and ETN. 
I feel like I want the Kamara, A-Rob, Elijah Moore side. Yeah, both have their flaws, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think Kittle is just going to be banged up all year. ETM might not even be the best running back on his team. And Mike Evans got suspended for a game, but yeah, he's probably the highest upside on that that team. Kamar, A-Rob, and Elijah Moore, I think is a, a better combo of the three. Yeah, I mean, Kamar is probably, of of all of these, he's like the most sure thing. Right, like, yeah. granted, they're all healthy. Like, who's the, and you know, and a lot of times when we do this, we have to ask ourselves who's the best player in the deal. And typically, you want the best player in the deal, and I want Kamara. Um, yeah. And then A. Rob and Mike Evans, they have similar range of outcomes, right? Like Mike Evans is Chris Godwin. Once he gets back healthy, he's going to have a role. Julio Jones, you know, once he gets back healthy, he'll have a role as well. Uh, Kittle is damaged goods right now <laughs> like he's he not <laughs> like he we is. haven't even seen him play yeah yeah uh so and then etn like you said like he's not even the the rb1 on his team so um yeah i mean you take the downgraded receiver but you, and and probably i don't know what side you're on whether you have kittle or whether you don't have kittle but you gotta i'm sure if you have kittle then you have a tight end and if you don't have kittle then you probably are are if you have, I mean, I say you have Kittle, you, you don't ha- you have a tight end because you probably have been streaming a tight end for the last two weeks because you didn't have yeah. Kittle. And if you don't have Kittle, like the, the deal that doesn't have Kittle, then you probably have either been streaming the position or have somebody in that position already that you drafted. So just what depending on who, who you have to play that role. But let's move on uh, through the rest of the uh, rest of the show here. Uh, Greg, any other running backs that maybe like, you know, honorable mentions here that you want to that you want to bring up? Brees uh, Hall, I think I think showed a nice performance here. QB, I mean RB fourteen, so that's good. And Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, RB fifteen, I think his value. You mentioned last week uh, if it was Jimmy G in the offense, it'd probably be a little better for Jeff Wilson. And now, if Jimmy G's in the offense, so that kind of helps his value a little bit more rest of the season or while. Uh, Eli Mitch was out. Um, yeah, th- those two were good. Both both uh, Jets running back, I think, this year started off pretty solid. Yeah, uh, Brees is – he's close, man. He really is. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's been – he's been close to breaking some runs a few times, uh, even especially in this game, uh, you know, and he's been involved in the past game the last couple of weeks as well. I only had one target this week, but yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on to the running back Jags. And there's uh, some important guys on this list with some high draft capital, one of them being Jonathan Taylor. Greg, I know you have Jonathan Taylor and our League of Extraordinary People. So as a Jonathan Taylor manager in one of your most important leagues how did it make you feel i mean you know it happens it definitely happens that uh, no one's gonna you know, go and go for for 25 plus every week um i think just in general the offense was was pitiful i mean they they got a dud they got shut out by the jacksonville jaguars that's uh you can't really get any lower than that so um i'm not you know panicking uh on jt he balled in week one um 
had a, a down week in week two. So I, I think he's definitely fit to bounce back in week, week three. I think the formula should be to kind of establish him early. Uh, hopefully Matt Ryan can, can also bounce back as well. Definitely. Uh, Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, my start of the week. A rough week for me for starts of the week. Oh, man. Uh, Travis Etienne and A.J. Dillon. Um, let's move on to wide receiver swags. And I, I want to, you know, on Wednesday, uh, you know, um, talking to the listeners here, I want to go – I want us to be able to have an opportunity to go through some players uh, who are underperforming and mm-hmm. whether we need to hit the panic button or not. Um, so we'll, we'll – you know, we'll get into it on Wednesday – uh, you know, when we talk about Thursday Night Football, because frankly, that episode could honestly be 15 minutes because we're talking about the Browns and the, and, and the, the Steelers. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Nick Chubb's done. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for you right there. <laughs> Nick Chubb's done. Thursday Night done. <laughs> under, under, uh, I don't know, Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tie. Tie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, all right. Let's move on to the wide receiver swags. The number one wide receiver on the week, man, Tyreek Hill, switch quarterbacks, new quarterback, no new problems. 11 targets, 11 receptions on 13 targets, 190 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions there, 42 PPR points. Greg, thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill, his upside clearly hasn't changed. Uh, he could be a guy that can put up 40 to 50 points in a week. Um, that's why you drafted him, uh, yeah, early and you know, like a first round talent, second round. Um, so yeah, it, it's just hopefully he was on your team and you weren't going against him like I was. Yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill balled out, and yeah, man. if you did go against him, I I hope you had this next guy. Oh, yeah, Waddle, yeah, teammate or, Jalen Waddle, sir, who had sir. nineteen targets for eleven. Receptions, oh, man, 171 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 40.1 PPR points. Imagine if you had Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Waddle? Love to see his upside go up to this. Um, you know, I think his floor is one of the safest floors in fantasy, but if you can get to, up to this, yeah, that this is wide receiver one um, status right here for sure. Um, I'd love to see that both these guys are are eating in the same offense together. Um, rest of the season, you you love both of these guys. The price is price is definitely just going up a lot. I mean, it'd be too hard to trade for him now at this point. Um, or yeah, or don't even try to sell. Like he he's he's a guy that's gonna take you to the promised land. And we, I really got to come up. We got to come up with some kind of punishment or something because this is bad. Oh yeah, for sure, oh. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, you can't sell. There's no way you can buy Jalen Water right now. Like, nah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. I'm yeah, speaking right. from nah. being somebody that manages, you know, has a few dudes <laughs> with Jalen Water on them, and you, you can get them from me. No way, no yeah. how. Um. Anyway, moving on to the wide receiver three on the week. And that yes. would be Amon Ra St. Brown. Another start of the week here for our guy. Oh. Oh. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, 
nine uh, nine target uh, nine receptions on twelve targets, one hundred and sixteen receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, added two rush attempts for sixty eight rushing yards. My man was just all impact in the game. I mean, Swift, Hawkinson, both on the field doesn't matter. Doesn't my matter. St. Brown is a dog. If you listen, first of all, if you listen when Greg was talking about starts of the week, you you would have known to start him. But if you listen to Dynasty preview last year. We talked about wide receivers. I was talking about my man because he's a dog. Like, the, the, I don't care how, six foot, whatever. <laughs> don't care. My man catches two hundred and two balls a day. He's a dog. Mm. Greg, your thoughts? Wide receiver one season, man. Just keep playing him as a wide receiver one in redraft. He's a wide receiver one it, it, before the draft. Wide receiver one, man. This is a guy uh, in bad situation, good situation. Doesn't matter. He he's Matchup proof at this point. Uh, I, I love it. Mama St. Brown is just, just he's out here. Man. He's really out here do, doing what he's got to do. Got that record too. Uh, so yeah, Mama St. Brown, man, he's, he's putting up a, a legendary season so far. Yeah, my man is balling. My man is balling. Um, rounding out the top 12 of wide receivers, wide receiver four, Cooper Cup, wide receiver five, Garrett Wilson, six, Christian Kirk, seven, Mike Williams. Eight, Amari Cooper. Nine, Drake London. Ten, Nelson Aguilar. Eleven, Curtis Samuel. And twelve, Rashad Bateman. Greg, your thoughts on these performances here? Definitely like some of these names. Uh, Amari Cooper being able to get in there is is, is pretty impressive. Um, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, and Curtis Samuel. Definitely Curtis Samuel, especially a guy. Uh, we talked about him on the waiver wire, the top wide receiver ad, I think. Uh, and if you got it, added him, started him a couple of weeks, like I, I also did, uh, paid off. So that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, when I look at this list, I mean, yeah, there's a few no, guys. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that there's one that really. Oh, yeah. Heartthrob. <laughs> My guy, Garrett Wilson, man. I mean. And this goes beyond like being a Jets fan. I've been talking about Garrett Wilson since because the Jets obviously they were looking for quarterbacks. So I was watching a ton of Justin Fields, who I, I absolutely loved. I'll be completely honest. I love Justin Fields. And but I kept seeing this, you know, who's this number five guy, Garrett Wilson? And it's like, and I say this, I've said this before. I said I think I've said it on this show. I know I've said it on, you know, when we did the Jets podcast, I said it on that show as well. Um, and I said it to a few other people. The way he moves. His body control, his ability to make people miss after the catch, reminds me of Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying he is Justin Jefferson, but he remind like some of the things he does on a football field. When I watch it, if he didn't have a jersey on, I might ask, "Is that Justin Jefferson?" And so, what week was it? Week two last year, week three when Justin Jefferson did what he or two years ago when he did what he did. Yeah. So Garrett Wilson coming out 14 targets in week two. Led the team 31% target share as a rookie in his second NFL game. Targets are earned. He this has got, I mean, he's got to be a guy we're gonna talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you know, another rookie, Drake London. I mean, I was like 
all week I was going back and forth. Do we play? Do we do we play him? Do we not play him? Do we play him? Do we not play him? But ultimately we landed on we play him, and I'm I'm glad we did. Twelve targets. I mean, he, Greg, we talked about it. Who's who's who plays wide receiver for Atlanta? <laughs> Russell Gage, right? Like, <laughs> not Russell Gage, yeah. obviously. But Drake London, yes, sir. Drake London. There's nobody else there. It's oh, yeah. him and then Kyle Pitts, who they won't even yeah. throw the ball to. We'll talk about that later. But Drake London. So, um, yeah. What about some some uh, some Jags here, Greg? What do you got? Uh, definitely Jamar Chase. I mean, probably the entire Bengals team for for getting that L. But yeah, Jamar Chase. Mike Evans uh, getting himself ejected. Number one jag, wide receiver jag on the week. Ooh. Mm. Nope. What is it? Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, didn't get the, he got a touchdown, two catches. Yeah, he should have had. Two catches one. on seven targets for 12 receiving yards and a touchdown. 18% <laughs> target share. Yeah. Yeah. Lowest in the game. In a very long time since being in someone game, so. maybe yelled at Derek Carr for only throwing to Devontae Adams in week one. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe somebody should yell at him this week for t- tell him to throw <laughs> to throw it to him. I don't know. Uh yeah, Zay Jones, that was another guy I was I know I was pushing really hard. Um, didn't come through. It was not a good week for me. Terry McLaurin had a you know, I was like okay. I mean, yeah. I wanted to put him down, but then when you saw the stat line, it was like Five for seventy-five or something like that on like eight targets. Yeah. Like, I guess relative to his other two receivers, he finished true. third in the pecking order. Yeah. Um. Hey, buy low on Terry McCorn. Here for it. Uh, moving on to the tight end swags of the week, man, and the, the number one tight end on the week, Mark Andrews. Nine catches, eleven targets, one hundred and four receiving yards, and a touchdown. Added three rushing yards also on a, on an attempt. Twenty five point okay. seven PPR points, well ahead the tight end one. Greg, your thoughts here? Like it, like to see a name. You know, I mean, other than Travis Kelsey, but also still a familiar name uh, up here. Mark Andrews for sure. Uh, always talking about a guy that was a, a threat to be the tight end one against Travis Kelsey. So it's good to see him here. Yeah, definitely good news to see him here. Um, Moving on to the tight end two on the week, Darren Waller, six catches, eight targets, 50 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 17 PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Darren Waller? like Darren Waller, for sure. Another big-time name. Um, definitely like to see these big-time names come up in the, in the tight end uh, studs or swags. Um, so, yeah, Darren Waller killing. It, he's, it feels like he's a wide receiver moving out there. Uh, so he, he subbed in for Devontae, you know, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun year. Um, tight end three on the week. Coming out of that crazy game between the, the Raiders and the Cardinals. Zach Ertz, eight catches, 11 targets, 75 receiving yards, 15 and a half PPR points there, Greg. Your thoughts on the performance by Zach Ertz? Like Zach Ertz, he's having a great start to the season. Um you know, with uh, you know, I think he had a pretty solid when after he got the trade trade last year uh, with Arizona, got it had a high target target share, uh, continuing to see a lot of targets. Um, 
So yeah, I think he's a tight end. You you uh, be good to buy for sure um, for the rest of the season um, if you're having some tight end struggles and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe the maybe somebody picked him up as their second tight end or something, and you know, it's it's tricky because at that point, people always people like I don't know. Yeah, you could try it for sure, but somebody's who has two tight ends is going to be like asking for heaven and earth for you to have this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those managers in that league. Yeah. Drafting yeah. Three quarterbacks. And they're like, no, oh, I'm, I'm going to trade one. Yeah. yeah I'm going to trade one. You have to give me like your mm-hmm. RB two and a wide receiver for my quarterback too. And I was like, no, it's not going to work. And like, well, I'll just hold him. And then they just end up holding a quarterback for yeah. two quarterbacks for, for the whole season. So it happens in every league. Uh, Honorable mention at tight end position. Uh, I mean, rounding out the top 12, actually. Mike Gusecki, tight end four. Uh, Ty- Tyler Higby, the tight end mm-hmm. five. Your start of the week there, Greg. So that's good stuff. Gerald Everett. Oh, sorry. Higby and Gusecki tied for four. Gerald Everett comes okay, in at okay. six. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas came in at seven. Pat Fryermuth, that's another week for him, coming in at eight. Evan Ingram, nine. Ross Dwelly. 10 this is is this touchdown yeah touchdown or not territory um oh no travis kelsey did not catch touchdown but he was five for 51 and neither tyler conklin but he finishes as the tight end 12 that's two weeks in a row for him in the top 12 greg your thoughts on the performances here about the tight ends uh like pat farmer again uh in this pitiful offense getting uh top uh tight end one performance uh staying relevant in here so that's good to see um yeah tyler higby jared everett the guys i mentioned we mentioned early in the week uh we like them and uh tyler conklin getting some targets over there so uh, i see him over there mm-hmm. yeah definitely um and logan thomas that was a guy i know that i, I had brought up uh because that was a move i made I, I i hunter henry sorry you got the snip snip bro um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he had to go you wasn't cutting it so you got cut uh so logan thomas you know, a solid day for him. Uh, you know, three three catches, thirty seven yards, and a touchdown on five targets. So, good stuff there uh, from a tight end. Uh, honorable mention. We usually don't do this, but I'll throw one out. Jawan Johnson. I know we talked about him last week from the Saints. Had seven targets, forty receiving yards. If you need a tight end, I think I'm going with him. I think. Yeah. You know, we did the Taysom Hill thing. That was fine. It was cool. We got one point. But I think Jawan Johnson is probably where I'm I'm, I'm going to lean, like, in the future if I'm looking – if I'm really desperate for a tight end. It's either him yeah. or, like, guys like Conklin and – Or Hayden you know, Hurst. Ingram or, yeah, yeah, Hayden Hurst, Logan Thomas. Um, yeah. talk, let's talk about some Jags. Speaking of Jags, speaking of Hayden Hurst, um, coming in as a Jag this week. Uh, I think Greg, that was your stream of the week, or uh, no, it was uh, I think Gerald Everett was my stream. Yeah, yeah Gerald Everett was your stream. Yep, that's yeah. right. You hit your stream and your your. I hear should be the next the new tight end expert out here. <laughs> or you are the tight end expert, the t- tight end whisperer, as we 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 always used to call you. Um, but yeah, and then Travis Kelsey. So, um, Copy. yeah, I mean. You said what? Calpits, Calpits. Oh, Calpits. Sorry, how yeah. could I? I mean, we knew it was going to be a bad, form. I mean, tough matchup, but I mean, we're still drafting him before a lot of guys, a lot of players, not just tight ends. So, 
Uh, he needs to start putting up some numbers, man. He's supposed to be a transcendent player. <laughs> he got more numbers than George Kittle. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> uh, no, Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's got to get. He's got to get involved, right? Like, I, I think they asked Arthur Smith, the head coach, like, why is he not getting the targets? And he's like, oh, this isn't fantasy football. We want to win the game. And it's like, well, you, well, you lost. So yeah, why don't you try something different. I mean, you still drafted him in real football to perform yeah, you, in real football. You used a top four pick. <laughs> yeah, right? a the top four yeah. overall pick on a tight end. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you use him? Yeah. And, you know, uh, Con- I was watching Connor Rogers today talk talk with Matthew Berry, and it was like the point that he made was like, this isn't like a question of like, oh, can he do it? Can he not do it? Like, we watched him do it last year. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the yeah. guy. In the NFL, put up a thousand yards last yeah. year. So just I don't know, try that. But I'm not gonna I'm not Greg, you know me, I'm not gonna react to this because two weeks in a row I said I was expecting a down week from Kyle Pitts. Yeah, like two weeks in a row. So that's true. And I sat here on Saturday morning when we talked about that game, and I said, he's gonna have a bad game. You still have to play him because he's Kyle Pitts. But we're gonna buy low. We're gonna buy low next week. So, reach out to the Kyle Pitts manager in your league, and see what's up. Yeah, you have to. You have to see what's up. Just see what's up. Yeah. Right. Like, I know it's gonna sound crazy, and Greg, you might not even agree with what I'm gonna say, but like, if I could convince the Kyle Pitts manager to take Zach Ertz and give me Kyle Pitts, like I would do it. <laughs> like I would do it. I think yeah, that'll be an instant deal. The guy would probably <laughs> hit hit that accept button right away. Yeah, if he's if, you, like, if he's tilting hard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If he or she is tilting and just like I can't do this anymore, I need more than these three points. Like, give me Zach Ertz. Like, yeah, yeah. But okay, let's get into the the news and the injuries. Um, I mean, we've got the ticker rolling at the bottom. So if you've been tuned in with us. Then you've been seeing this, but uh, Don uh, Dallas tight end Dalton Schultz, he's dealing with a multi-week knee injury, an uh, injury to his PCL. Denver wide receiver Jerry Judy left Sunday's game with what was initially perceived to be a shoulder injury, but then was later confirmed as a rib injury. His x-rays there were negative. Uh, Arizona running back James Conner left Sunday's game with an ankle injury. Seems that he's that's not going to be long term or something serious though uh the serious ankle injury is trey lance who is out for the season with what's a a fractured ankle um yeah it was that was a a gruesome ugly injury if if you saw it um mike evans wide receiver for the bucks he's he's been suspended one game for uh basically fighting on the field in a fight that tom brady started um Tom Brady looked like the mafia boss where he like literally ordered the hit, but didn't <laughs> he, like didn't move, like didn't have to did like the you know, whole fight's going on, and Brady's just walking in the background, just like he's like not getting in a fight, he's not touching nobody, but he's also not pulling anybody away from anybody. Yeah. Um he'll, he'll pay off those game checks, whatever, whoever got suspended. <laughs> yeah, he'll pay those off. He got him, he got him. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some breaking news that broke during the show live. Uh, San Fran running back Tyrion Davis Price is out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. So 
Um, looks like it's just Jeff Wilson and Jordan. I need Mason. that Dearness Johnson trade. Trade for Dearness Johnson, 49ers. You need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely uh, something there to, to take note of in the San Fran backfield. But, Greg, how does this impact the waivers? And I guess, uh, you know, what are we looking at quarterback this week? Quarterback, uh, only a couple names. I think one, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, him finishing in that QB1 performance uh, coming right in. Definitely is impressive. Uh, got 13 for 21. You know, he's going to continue to get a high high uh, completion percentage. The yards m- might not be there, but, you know, he, he's going to have good matchups where uh, he's going to be put in situations to get touchdowns, uh, touchdown passes. So I think uh, right away, if you're the, the Trey Lance um, manager, um, definitely start looking to see uh, what Jimmy Garoppolo can give you. Um, and then other than that, uh, Jared Goff, I mean, he has – First of all, he has six touchdown passes in two games uh, and one interception. So that's pretty good, his touchdown uh, to interception ratio. Um, I got a, a matchup against Minnesota next week. Uh, not, a, not a terrible matchup. Uh, Minnesota's defense is getting better. But I think with the, the people we talk about, we talk about Swift, Hawk, uh, and Amara St. Brown. I mean, these guys, if they're doing well, then Jared Goff is definitely uh, doing some well on his part, um, getting more attempts up, um, 34 attempts last week, getting around like 35 attempts a game. So, yeah, uh, I do like Jared Goff and, and Jimmy G. I um, Probably for next week, uh, I think Jared Goff has some more upside than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, honestly. Yeah, I definitely definitely like both those quarterback options. Um, what are you looking at in terms of running back, though? Any injuries or um, guys that are out there that seem valuable? Uh, so, definitely – for the James Conner news, Daryl Williams uh, and Eno, Eno Benjamin, um, depending on how, how that goes with James Conner uh, and his status, uh, Daryl Williams is 4% rostered. Uh, Eno Benjamin is 11% rostered. Uh, Daryl Williams did get more of the work uh, after, I think, the injury. Uh, he got eight carries, uh, had three targets as well, uh, so 11 total touches in that game. Um, so I think to start the next game, he'll be probably the pseudo starter. Um, he'll start the game. So. If you're looking for some depth or a replacement for James Conner, uh, Darrell Williams will probably be the option. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, depending on how Kamara's news goes with his ribs, uh, he did get 10 to 10 carries. Um, but as far as he's, – and he's, he's 30% rostered. But as far as uh, people that produce, I mean, J.D. McKissick is always there. If you're looking for some depth, he's 24% rostered. Um, he's still a guy, especially in PPR leagues, that's – has a safe floor, I think. <clears throat> uh, won't kill you in a, in a lot of matchups. And then Jarek McKinnon and Raheem Morset, uh, Morset, uh both were involved, um, especially because Chase Edmond, a guy we talked about, wasn't a jack. He he was a jacket for the running backs because uh, Morset had some uh, opportunities and and did the most with them. Uh, he's 43% rostered. Jared McKinnon is 6% rostered. Uh, and he's basically, in, we talked about from the Thursday night takeaways, in a split with Clyde was a lair. Um, Seems like Clyde Price has the more upside with touchdowns and stuff, but that could swing at any game. Uh, and I think it'd be good, especially if you're the Clyde manager, to have Jared McKinnon as well. And he's he's free pretty much right now. Yeah, definitely agree with those. Um, I mean, I kind of wish that I took the shot. I mean, Jeff Wilson wasn't available in any of my leagues, so I um, I couldn't have taken the shot, but. I did not even take the shot on Jeff Wilson because I was just like, oh, man, like, 
I'm gonna have to deal with this Trey Lance led offense, and he's yeah. gonna get like fifty percent or like you know like eighty percent of what's fifty percent, or and then Shanahan's always weird with running backs, and I was like, I'd rather invest in like the Jordan Masons and the Tyrion Davis Price, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, Greg. Any thought on the thoughts on the wide receiver position? Oh yeah, it starts. It doesn't end at Gary Wilson, but it starts with Gary Wilson. He's definitely the Number one uh, wide receiver pickup, uh, I think, waiver target of the week, uh, 23% rostered, got the high target share. Uh, so, and he's just a, a great talent. So, him and Elijah Moore, especially when Zach Wilson is getting closer and closer, I think that will open up the offense even more for, for both of them and uh, him specifically. Uh, so, I uh, like him there at that spot. Um, after that, uh, Corey Davis, uh, yeah, you know, got that deep touchdown towards the end. Um, but I think he's a, a deeper league play and that um, he's 14 percent roster. That could be helpful for for teams uh, and gives a safe floor for PPR value. Uh, Noah Brown uh, continues to show some some light of uh, some help. Uh, he's two percent rostered. I mean, I think he's probably could give you maybe another week of uh, something. Michael Gallup is close. I did some, some reports that he could possibly come back this week uh, against the Giants. Um, but we'll see. So I will keep an eye on that. Uh, if you're trying to, Michael Gallup actually is another name though as well that um, I would know the, the Noah Brown Michael Gallup combo. If Michael Gallup is back though, I probably lean towards him uh, just because you know he's he's been in this offense with Cooper Rush before. He's uh, the more talented player in my opinion. Uh, and then after that, the two Patriots receivers, Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, uh, were able to to put up some numbers. Uh, I think looks like. No, no, not not no on Hunter, Hunter Henry. He seemed like he wasn't really on the field. Uh, Mac Jones is really going to be only throwing it to two people, and that's going to be Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. So uh, those guys, if you need some wide receiver depth and deeper leagues, are a play. And then a guy again, Greg Dortch. We're going to keep bringing him up. Seven uh, percent rostered. Uh, he's continuing to to show some good play. Uh, and while uh, Hop is out uh, and everything, he's gonna he's gonna keep showing. Uh, some some great plays. Seven percent rostered, and he's pretty free out there. Yeah, definitely like the wide receiver list. Um, how much would you spend in Fab? Like, what percentage of your Fab budget would you spend on a guy like Garrett Wilson? Because you you Garrett are. Wilson. I mean, there's like people out there probably like it's a Jets wide receiver. Like Zach Wilson's gonna come back. Like Elijah Moore is still on that team. Like. How would you, how much, what percentage of your fab would you spend on a guy like Garrett Wilson? So last week I spent uh, for a $100 budget, I went like 20% for Curtis Samuel. Uh, so for a type like Garrett Wilson, I, I go up to probably 15%, close to, to, to 20% uh, as well, I think. I, I, if I was a $100 budget, it'd still be like about $15, I think. Starting there, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, like, when Justin Jefferson came out, I spent like a solid like thirty percent of my budget on Justin Jefferson. Like, now, again, this is not Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was also playing with Adam Thielen, so he yep. had competition for targets. He did a comp, yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think the Vikings were just so bad that year that they had to throw the football or something like that. I don't really remember what it was. Um, but like I said, Elijah Moore, they, they're throwing the ball a lot right now, which I don't think that they want to do. 
especially when Zach Wilson gets back. So I probably yeah. settle would settle in maybe like twenty, like mid twenty percent of my budget for Garrett Wilson because I like he is that good to me. He's like that good of a football player in my eyes. Yeah, um, just from the stuff that he did at Ohio State, and obviously through two weeks of NFL action, he is a hundred and he had because he had, he had fifty receiving yards last week and he barely played. Right, and then he comes in this week, and he's got 102, and you know his first game starting. So, um, yeah, I'd probably spend be in that range. Um, it'd probably be 15 to 20 percent I put in, and then as the night gets closer to where I'm about to go to sleep, I usually up it up always. So it'll get because <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> I need to grab him. So yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Greg's gonna put. That's how I'm like, oh, Greg's gonna put this bit in. Like you know, we just, we just spoke about this guy on the podcast. Like I know. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what about the tight end position, Greg? What is it looking like there? It's probably rough, but what's it looking like? Yeah, tight end, uh, I only got two names. Uh, I do like Tyler Conklin. I do like what he's doing. Um, you know, he got close to about nine targets last week, uh, the week before. Uh, last, sorry, yesterday. Uh, you like that number for a tight end. Um, you kind of kind of have to read with target share and usage for, for tight ends. Touchdowns come and go. Uh, so I think he's being definitely being used. Uh, you talk about the passing volume uh, that might come down a little bit, but he's still going to be involved. And then Evan Ingram, uh, 21% rostered. Uh, I think he's also a guy that got a, a decent target share as well yesterday and going to be t- continue to be used um, with this team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight targets yesterday. Uh, I like that number. Seven of eight, too. Good catch rate. So, yeah, Evan Ingram and Tyler Conklin, both are guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I like both those options for sure. Um, you know, Irv Smith is a guy that I know that we had conversations about, um, you know, for one of our other leagues. Uh, yeah, if like you want to go Juwan, pick him up tonight before tonight's game, do make sure you do that. Do it. Uh, Jawan Johnson's another guy that I, you know, I obviously talked about before um, and think he, he would definitely, you know, be of some some value there. Um, all right, man, that's, that's pretty much all we got tonight. We're going to yes, close it out. Everyone, we definitely – appreciate y'all for uh you know for kicking it with us on this on this monday night and um you know we hope you guys and um yeah we'll catch y'all later peace